Very excited for another installment of Riders Up. We have Romero Mirage here today, along with Brian Howard, myself, Gino Bacola. And today we're going to get an opportunity to get uh, inside the mind of this incredible athlete a little bit more. We see this name in the program all the time, but very rarely do we get the chance to talk to Romero, to talk to a lot of these incredible athletes, to hear their stories, why they got into racing, and some of the things they do when they're not on the racetrack. Remember to head on over to Fantac.com and check out Romero's shop. We're going to pull up the direct link and show you what that looks like at the end. That's why we're here because we are in uh, partnership with Fantac and we want to find out more about Romero today. Thanks so much for joining us, buddy. Uh, how, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. You fired up my co-host before we even started going, man, with your <laughs> with your choice of attire today. So we'll get into that a little bit later on in the uh, in. So we already had a fun little fiery uh, pre-show <laughs> meeting, so to speak. But we always ask because horse racing is a little unique, right? How do you get into horse racing? So for you, you know, how did you get into racing, and what made you start riding horses? Um, so basically, before I could even walk, I've always wanted to be a jockey, and that's just given that everybody in my family is pretty much in horse racing. My cousin Rajiv is a jockey. Um, my cousin Shamir was a jockey. Tony was a jockey. My uncle was a jockey. My grandfather, so basically, I'll just give you a, a quick rundown. My grandfather in Jamaica, he's passed away now, but in Jamaica, he used to go to the track a lot. He used to bed and own horses. And his son, which is known as Alan Mirage, he's 60 years old. He actually rode the other day at Gulfstream. He didn't ride for five years, and then he started riding. He rode four races within the last couple months, and he won one the other day at Gulfstream. <laughs> That's wow. That's he awesome. talked because I rode in the race, and he he trash talked so much. But he's actually the first person in my family <laughs> to really get into racing, to have a job in racing. That's and great. then his brother Aubrey got into racing as a trainer, and then us as nephews, a whole bunch of us ride and train horses and it's just basically a family sport that I grew up in and I always wanted to be a jockey and then when I was about I started getting heavy as a kid and I was playing soccer not heavy as in overweight I was just heavy to be a jockey so I started playing soccer and I grew up playing soccer and then when I was 16 I was in a really competitive team and that really made me trim down and I got to about 120 pounds and then I said to my mom because I didn't mention riding for about five years. And I said to my mom when I was about to turn 17, I said, you know, I want to be a jockey. My mom was all shocked because I I was doing so well in soccer. I was doing so well in school, planning to go D1 in soccer or go, go pro, depending on how my pro trials were going to go, because I was set up to actually have pro trials in soccer out of the country. And my mom was so shocked because I completely quit soccer. Wow. I indulged right into riding. I didn't I didn't actually just I, I graduated high school but I didn't I graduated high school and did some college but I didn't go and get a bachelor's degree. I just fully fledged, focused on riding from that point on. You know, Romero, that's interesting because uh again, I, I grew up very similar. Um my grandfather was a jockey at, at 14 at the fairgrounds in Louisiana, and he ended up settling here. I, I live in Lexington, so I'm right down the street from Keeneland. Um, 
so it's always been in my blood. He, after he quit riding, he was an exercise rider at Calumet for Ben Jones and then settled here and ended up becoming a trainer of his own. Um, and I guess you said you've always wanted to be a jockey. So like growing up in school, when, you know, they asked, ask you as a kid, like, Oh, what do you want to be? And all, all your classmates are policemen, firemen. Like when I said I wanted to be a jockey, people looked at me like I had three heads. Was that the case for you in school or was it different? Yeah, it, it was a bit different. Um, everybody would always like, when I said I wanted to be a jockey, it was like, really a jockey? Like why a jockey? And then I would have to explain to them. Actually, I'm not sure if you guys know my, my one of my best friends, Renee Diaz. I went to high school, middle school. And really? High school. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, we played on the same soccer team for years. We were 11 years old. Who's better? Who's better? Oh, we I I I used to trash him, but I don't I don't even want to bring that up, you know. Okay. I'm a, okay. But yeah, when I played travel, when I, my team was Club? Seven, yeah. so our team split up when we we're like U15 because I was playing a year up on that team. Our team split up, and then he went to go play for South Florida FC, and they were under 18, and I was playing for Next Level Soccer Academy, and we're U17. So he was talking and saying, oh, his team will trash mine, whatever. <laughs> I mean, they got so lucky, and we, we tied the game. They tied the game, and that was like a couple months before I started galloping horses. So all of his teammates, they saw me walk on to the field. He was like, oh, his teammates were like, oh, that's the little skinny kid that was talking so much. Oh, I, I, I completely ran through his whole midfield. I know I know that, that they couldn't say anything. I, I ran through his whole, whole, whole midfield. But, yeah. I, I love it that, that you guys grew up together because, he, you know, he, he was up here at Keeneland having a, a really nice meet. Um, yeah. So it's good. I it, It's one of those names that I'm starting to see more and more and starting to take notice like, hey, this guy can ride. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's he's one of the he's one of my best friends, and I I was one of the people that we I really helped him to get into riding. You know, we because he used when I started riding, he used to come to the track a lot. You know, he didn't know that he was gonna be a jockey at that time, and then you know we hung out a lot, and he told me that he really liked it, and I helped him get his weight down as well because the weight is all obviously the toughest thing for us jockeys. And then he got into it. He's a very hard worker. He's very driven you know so i'm i'm really proud of where renee has come you know he's a yeah. really good rider you know not for nothing not because he's my friend but the kid can ride he can really ride you know yeah that kind of leads um, to the next question where i was gonna go you were just talking about your weight and so what is like tell us what's like a normal day for you where you've got a couple mounts at the track what is your schedule do you get up and you work some horses do you work out in between you're watching your weight tell us like what's your average day like when you've got a couple mounts um, so usually I go to Gulfstream or Palmetto's, depending on which, um, where I have to work horses that day. And I usually go, I work, uh, two to three horses. Last Friday, I had to work five at Palmetto's or six. I worked five horses in a row. Then I came home and I just ran on the treadmill for a half hour just to kind of keep my body into that rhythm, but not to really lose weight. Cause I don't have too much weight problems because I try to, I try to keep my weight more more stagnant not really fluctuate too much because if you get it to fluctuate you're just basically battling yourself at that point so i work out every day sunday monday tuesday wednesday because if you don't and you let it get out of hand you know it, it it'll really catch up to you you know you don't want to give yourself too much weight to lose if i have uh, half a pound to lose or a pound 
that's fine. You know, I just go on the treadmill run and then go on the bike after and then I'll be fine. And then I go to the track and ride. And then when I'm done riding, sometimes I'll, I'll go work out again just because I could, just because I like having a nice dinner, you know, just to make everything balanced. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes sense. Uh, you know, we've, Obviously, we talk to a lot of riders on a weekly basis, and it's just so interesting to me, Gino, I'm sure for you as well, how different everybody's routine is because everybody's everybody's body is completely different. different. Like, there's some guys that are like, we don't really do much of anything out of the ordinary because we don't ever have to worry about weight. And then there's guys that, like, you think would never have to worry about weight, that that's all they're worried about all the time. So it's really wild. Um, so I, I think we know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway, because we always do. So if you're not riding racehorses, what are we doing? Are we playing soccer? Yeah, I play soccer. I play soccer pretty often, but I also. Um, but I, I mean, was is that what your career path would have been? Would you have tried to go through the professional ranks of soccer? If- yeah, 100%, 150%. Not like you were on that trajectory. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely on that trajectory and I made a 180 and that's right. My mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, this this is what this is what I want to do. I want to ride. You know, the only reason I wouldn't I wasn't going to ride in the past was just because of my weight. And then once I saw that I could overcome that is it was like, okay, I there's nothing else that I want to do. There's nothing else that I want to focus on but riding. But now actually I do like a lot of crypto and NFTs and stuff like that. Cool. I'm into cool. NFTs. I, I'm I, I actually represent the crypto billionaires community. They sponsor me, and that's where I represent. And then I'm actually launching an NFT. They're launching an NFT on me that's supposed to drop in July, early July. We'll have to get you back. You're, you're gonna have to teach me about that because yeah. everybody's getting into that, including I, I think btv is going to be dropping some nfts later on this year at some point and like it's just beyond like i can't figure it out man so (laughs) i'll need a lesson from you yeah and you can talk about that and plug that when it when it comes out in july we'll show it and we'll uh yeah we'll we'll take a look at that man we are so lucky to be here talking with romero and uh okay so you get into racing things start to go pretty well for you you know year one 2018 you start winning a pretty good amount of races right off the bat you know you already win 75 races immediately which is something that not a lot of people can say and it's things are really going well for you or like early 2019 you're on a horse named maximum security who wins a couple races you're on another one or two horses that start to really build up some momentum and then all of a sudden you suffer this incredible injury that really just changes everything for you. You don't know what's going to happen. You have to watch these horses that you were on end up go on and perform really, really well. I mean, take us through a little bit of what that was like, the fall and everything afterwards. Because talking to you right now, man, you seem like upbeat and reading about it and, and watching before. You seem like you handled it pretty, pretty well for something that really could have changed your life. Yeah, I mean, it. I handled it very i think pretty well at the time just because of the people that i had around me so i started off pretty well because i started really riding in may of 2018 and i had a successful seven months of 2018 honestly and i started off 2019 rolling like you said and when that happened it was kind of devastating for me because i'm in a race 
you know, and then all of a sudden I just wake up in the hospital. And to be honest with you, I was, it was just, everything was going so well for me at that time. It's like, it felt like a dream. I did not believe anything that was happening to me in, in the hospital. Like the surgeon, like I always tell this story, but it's just so incredible because the surgeon literally said to me, um, we have to do surgery tomorrow morning. And that was, I fell on a Thursday, January 31st. When I fell, the entries had already come out because I'm riding a grade two or grade three on Sunday that a horse on a horse named Abyss Special, I've already won two or three stakes in a row on her. And she's eight to five morning line, right? She's eight to five morning line. I'm gonna win my first graded stakes. And I said, I literally turned to the surgeon. I said, listen, we need to do this surgery tonight because I need to ride her on Sunday. That's literally what I said. And he's like, buddy, I don't know if you'll be able to walk again. That's why we're doing the surgery. I was, I was like, oh. at that time, it was like a reality check. I was like, holy crap. Like, and that's, that's got to, I mean, those are some strong words. I, I mean, again, I think, yeah. A lot of the times people don't realize how dangerous this sport is and how just one one moment your whole life can change. And yeah. uh, you know, thankfully for you, you've you've recovered well. There's some that don't. And and you know, I, I guess what I hate too, and, and I heard this recently, somebody said, Well, you know, these we had the, the tragic accident up here at Keeneland on the training track on Sunday, and uh you know, I heard somebody say something and it really bothered me. It was like, oh, well, they know what they sign up for. It's like, well, I mean, you don't sign up for that. Like, obviously, accidents can happen. But, like, you guys put your life on the line every time you get on one of these animals. And yeah. and to, to downplay it as, oh, you know what you're getting into. No, that's not what you signed up for. You signed up to ride a horse. If an accident happens, it happens. But that's not what you signed yeah. up for. And, and it's so short-sighted to to say, oh, well, they know what they signed up for. It really bothered me. Your little story right there, Romero, is it's kind of a perfect um, – you, you realize, like, quickly, like, you, you had no idea even what was going on and how serious it was, right? And then that yeah. moment, like, that one little line was like, oh, wow. Okay, yeah. this is going to change. Yeah, like, this is real. And, you know, that – like, saying that to somebody when that tragic incident happens, it's like saying – Oh, you got into a car accident and somebody passed away. Oh, they shouldn't have been driving. Everybody drives, you know. It, like know. these it's things crazy, that crazy man. I I don't like to hear when people say stuff like that because already our, yeah. our jobs are already dangerous. Exercise riders, all of us that work with horses, even like every single body. If, if you're around a horse, tragic accidents can happen because people often forget that these are animals, right? They're not just robots that go out there. You know, sometimes people are like, "Oh, how come a horse didn't perform today?" Well, you don't know if the horse didn't eat out last night. You don't know a lot of things that can happen to these horses. They're animals. You know what I'm saying? Some days I don't feel very good, right? Yeah, yeah. well, that's the thing. They can't days. talk. Yeah. Like, like when you get the leg up on him and, and you're like, all right, buddy, let's go in. And he can't turn around and say, hey, you know what? I've, I've got a little bit of a stomach bug today. I don't think yeah. I, I don't think I got it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so you never yeah. know. Um so let me ask you this too uh, about this. So when the doctor says that to you, did the thought ever cross your mind? Like if I do recover, I'm never riding again. No, that didn't, that didn't, that didn't cross my mind. It was, it was like, wow. And I kind of looked at my mom and I was 18 years old when all this happened. I was 18. So I was like, I like, I was just devastated because 
it wasn't about not writing again. It was just everything that was happening in my career at that time. It seemed like it was just going so perfect. It was just not it was not writing again. Didn't really cross my mind. It was just I won't be able to ride these horses coming up because that week that I fell, I lost eight winners, and that's a big week in the championship meet. The championship, yeah. as you guys see, it's wow. It's it's a deep colony. And I'm a bug boy, and I lose eight winners, including a grade two or grade three winner. You know, that's that's really tough. You know, it was hard to handle, but great. Uh, I'm, I'm beyond grateful that I have great family, great friends, great people in horse racing that are around me. Even my colleagues that I ride with, they, they give me so much love and support when I was hurt. You know, all, all the credit is to them. You know, my older cousin, Jeep, he has been through hell and back with his injury injuries so he he was kind of a mentor through through that time watching my horses win you know he told me this isn't a sport for little kids you have to you have to make sure that you can handle these things it 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 sucks but you know you you have to you have to just overcome it it's reality you can't do anything to change it so you can't let it bother you it's a great attitude to have yeah you got a great spirit man you really do talk a little bit about a bit special uh, maximum security, like seeing all of that happen. Now, th- so those were in the past. Give us like one or two horses right now that you're excited about. Is there any anyone that you've been on recently or that you got coming up or anything that you're that you're pumped about right now? Um, I like Diamond Wow. I'm supposed to ride her this weekend in the stakes. She's a really nice filly. I really like her. Um, there's, there's, yeah, she's a really nice horse. I. I have to check with my agent to see we're riding a couple horses. Um, I, I usually ride first call for being Cone, and I just have to check where his horses are running yes. now. But I have a couple of live horses that are coming up at Goldstream, and I think Diamond Wow is definitely one of them. That was yeah. a really nice Billy. Lay Peru, Lay Peru started his career uh, doing pretty well for being Cone. Kind of jump started him, so he's yeah. got a lot of live horses. Yeah, Julian is a really good friend of mine as well. He's such a classy guy and a great writer. Probably so, also a PSG fan. <laughs> we have, I think we have uh, matching messy jerseys. Oh, oh. I, I like Julian a lot. I, I hung out with him when he was, uh, one summer when he was down here in Del Mar. I was working a lot, and he was riding really, really well here um, in Del Mar. So I, I want to ask you one thing, which is, you know, we see it in all sports, right? You, you talked about the injury that you have. And um, unfortunately, it was an injury that happened because of a spill. And the stewards determined that Paco Lopez was at fault. And Paco is someone that you're around, you see in the jocks room. I mean, we see this happen in the NBA all the time. Players, you know, are right there when another player lands and they get injured. What is that like with you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, you know, we're all human. Like, do you have any, you know... Um, do you have any, you know, feelings towards Paco? Like, what's the relationship like? Did you have a talk with him uh, afterwards? I'm always curious what what the yeah, dynamic I, is like there. Uh, I we're okay, honestly. I'm Paco actually knew me since I was. I used to come around the track, so he knew me since I was a little kid. I mean, we're all out there. We're all trying to win. We're all, you know, mistakes happen in races. And when I came back, it I just told him it's you know stuff happens. Uh, I'm not gonna try and do anything with any malice intent i'm not going to try to do anything bad because in the end of the day our jobs are already dangerous i'm not going to try to drop anybody or put anybody in danger you know what i'm saying i don't ever want to ride with 
having malice intent towards somebody and then I mess my own race up as well. And I don't want to put any jockey or any horse at, at any risk out there. And we're actually, we're pretty cool. I say hi to him. We talk, you know, he, you know, stuff happens in the past. And if I focus on the stuff that's happened in the past, I can't have a good future. So we're okay. I have no malice intent towards him. And we're pretty cool. It, it just yeah. is what it is. I have to get past it. You know, you have to be grown about certain things. I, I got to tell you, uh, I'm just extremely impressed with your take on, on things like that because you are a far better person than I. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, and, and one thing, again, like you, you said, it kind of reminded me, uh, you know, I, I watch a lot of auto racing as well. And like, you know, in NASCAR, if a guy wrecks a guy one race, they come back and they wreck the guy back in the next race. And like, it's easier to do in cars. Uh, when you're riding horses, it's a little dangerous. I mean, it puts you in jeopardy as well. So, uh, I mean, it's a great attitude. And honestly, probably your success after this accident is solely because of that kind of attitude, Romero. I mean, it, it's amazing. Um, Thank you. So, so let's talk about uh, some, some tracks uh, that uh, you've ridden at that you like and maybe some tracks that you haven't ridden at that you'd love to ride at um so i've i've obviously ridden at gulfstream um calder calder's closed down our gulfstream park west i should say i've ridden at all the naira tracks belmont aqueduct and saratoga i've ridden at monmouth and tampa i i love saratoga the environment there was just all about horse racing and all about the horses i loved it i loved it at saratoga and my first winner there was memorable first horse that i ever rode i won on at 48 to 1 and then i love monmouth just because of the em environment and almost the same vibe as saratoga where people love the horses you know i, I i'm not saying these other tracks don't i'm just saying that you it's feel it it's like yeah. it's a different it's feeling a different in the air feeling, you know you know yeah. and monmouth is just everybody there is so friendly everybody there is just really nice um a track i would love to ride at is definitely keeneland you know, I, I've I've never ridden there, but I I, I want to ride there in the future. I think um, you definitely get that vibe there as well. Like, it, yeah, it, it's one of those. I mean, I'm a I'm a bit of a homer, Romero, but it's a beautiful place, and yeah. this is what we do here. <laughs> it, it seems really nice there. I would honestly, I'd I'd like to ride in um, Maidan as well. And yeah. Dubai. I would love to see that track. The it looks scenery beautiful. there looks beautiful. Yeah, they have an infinity pool overlooking the track. Like you know, that's that's cool. Yeah, but yeah, but is, you want to be riding. You don't want to be in the pool. A little oh, bit, no. right? I, after I'm finished riding, I'm going straight. There to the you pool. go. There you go. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> after the riding, after the riding. So when you're, uh, so we know, turning for home. If someone's right next to you and you're trying to out finish them. You're gonna win most times, but who's someone that if you look over, you go, "Uh oh, I know they're a strong finisher." Or give us some of the other riders right now that you really admire, that you look up to, that are you know really doing well. Wow, there's a whole bunch, right? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Riding that championship beat, I say. <laughs> At Gulfstream, you look over everywhere around, and they're all there, right? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, to be honest, I, I don't, I don't get intimidated by anybody when I'm going head to head down to finish because i just i just try my hardest you know i i always try my hardest if you get beat you just get beat but um tyler tyler gaffleon he's he's been a mentor to me all, as well since day one since i started riding we have we've had the same valley in gulfstream which is jay glass who's been a great teacher as well 
but Tyler's definitely one of them. Um, Luis Saez, Irad, Jose, you guys. I mean, every, everybody probably, the, the people that I'm naming are people probably say are generic names, but they're really no, strong. No, no, no. That's why they name them, strong, right? You know? There's a reason why. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but really Tyler, Louis, Jose, Irad, they're really strong finishing. They're, you know, they're, they're really aggressive, you know, and in a, in a good way, obviously. It's they they ride really strong, you know, but well, we all try our best every day, you know. But Tyler Ty, Tyler's really strong. He he always helps me as well. He he's he's a, he's been a huge help since I started riding. Not family because all my family always helps me, so I wouldn't even count them. But yeah, other than my family, I would say Tyler has been a huge help as a, as another jockey. Nice, it's cool. All right, so so let's go away from the track for a minute. Uh, you just won a graded stakes race. Got a couple days off before you got to make weight again. What's our cheat meal? What are we, what are we going out and uh, just saying, you know what? I'm letting it go tonight. I'm eating whatever I want. Um, well, sushi. I'll say sushi. I love sushi. Uh, I like that. Awesome. We haven't had that one before. We had a lot of pizzas, a couple burgers, sushi. Steak. Or- <laughs> yeah, steak. <laughs> steak is good. But I don't know, like pizza, burgers, those type of things. I, I just like I work out so much that I just I don't find those things like it enjoyable. Just, it agree with yeah, it's it's not enjoyable for me. Like yeah. I love healthy, heavy foods. Like like a seafood boil, uh, sushi. Like I love seafood. Awesome. So sushi I, is definitely one. That that's awesome, and and like it's so fitting. Like you know, like like you said, like he's just. Everything about him when he says sushi, like you're like, oh yeah, of course, like it fits perfect, like everything. I love it, and and I know, and I'm great with the seafood too because I'm out here in Southern California. I get a lot of good lobster and a lot of good crab out here too. So yeah, I get some really, really. That's I'm I'm pretty picky. Like I don't eat a ton of different things, but the things that I eat, I eat a lot of. Like I so crab lobster when I splurge, I'll go get a bunch of those. I'll get my uh I'm a big cheese I'm a big carbs guy though. Cheese bread, cheese fries, bacon on the top, all of those. That that's oh, for me. Man. Oh yeah. That's that's what I'm gonna get into. He, he's cringing hearing that. But I, know, I, I, used to, I used to love I used to love burgers, fast food, pizza. Oh my gosh. Summer of twenty sixteen, every single night I would take my mom's credit card and I would order pizza and wings <laughs> and watch Blue Mountain State because I was sixteen years old. <laughs> <laughs> I that's great. Oh, that's great. That's what are, awesome. what are some other TV shows? Yeah, so you got that, Blue Mountain State. Take like, us there, man. We were literally like reading our script because our next question was, what are some TV shows or movies that you're into? So you mentioned that from a few years ago. Is there anything right now that you're watching when you're not watching football? Um. Okay, so my girlfriend and I, we, we so she's in Orlando, but she comes back every two weeks from college, and we always watch All-American. Like, I love oh, that. Great show. Great yes, show. I love that show. My wife, my wife yep. watches that, loves it. Um, really watch All American, and I'm I'm a little kid, so I still watch Disney Plus, like Sweet Life on Deck, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, Hannah oh, Montana. Yeah. I still watch all that good stuff. Um, I, I love, love comedy movies and funny stuff. Like my cousins and I will watch Scooby Doo, like <laughs> being so serious, and just we'll have like a whole bunch of inside jokes, like from Scooby Doo, and then Scooby-Doo. we'll watch Super Coopers, any Adam Sandler movie. Oh yeah. Any Kevin Hart what, movie. What about Ted Lasso? 
Ted Lasso. I've never watched that movie. Really? Okay. You got yeah, you gotta watch Ted Lasso. That, You'll love the show. It's a show on Apple TV Plus, and it's all about football. It, really? So so the the premise of it is um uh what, what's the main guy's that or the billionaire or who's Ted Lasso? What's the actor's name? Sudeikis, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. He he's an American football coach at like the division two level. He wins a national title and a soccer club in England hires him to be their manager because the ex-wife got the club in a divorce and she hates her ex-husband so much. And that was his life. Major league. He wants to ruin the team, right? Yeah. The storyline for the movie major league. So she, she hires this joke of a coach to come in from the U S who doesn't even know anything about anything about it. And he coaches. And so his attitude and your attitude align so much. You would love the show. And it's hilarious. You'll like it. I'm telling you. You know, and it's and it's all about football, soccer, and the guy. It's one of those shows where it's so like positive. It's corny, but everybody loves it. Like you can't help but just smile and laugh. It's like really uplifting too. It's one of the few shows yep. that's like great. Really check it out. I think you'll like really? it. He says oh, there's definitely. a there's a Ted Lasso energy that comes from you that just uh, <laughs> exudes that I think you'll it enjoy. Is. So, uh, oh my well, god. We're finishing up here with uh, with Romero. Okay, give us as Brian asked before. When when you win a big graded stakes race and you go to eat, we talked about your food. Let's say if you have a day off, you're gonna or a couple days off with a girlfriend. You want to go somewhere out of town or a cool vacation spot. Where's somewhere you'd like to go and vacation, or maybe somewhere you've been and you want to go back to? Um, I usually like Orlando area and Disney Springs and like the Disney resorts, Volcano Bay. Yeah. It's really nice down there. Yeah. I was- I love it. And also the hard rock too. I, I need to go. I haven't stayed at the guitar hotel yet, but I'm, I, I go there and play poker sometimes. Awesome. awesome. The guitar hotel is like five minutes away from me. So. Like, okay. So well, little, now we're getting little, to a little poker player too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting to business here and we're pulling up your fan tax shop. And this is what's been really, really cool is just seeing some of the different merchandise in everyone's shops. You've got a really good little shop here. You've got a lot of different stuff. You've got the athletic shorts for some of the, the soccer football players out there. You got the full hoodie. You got hat, long sleeve, short sleeves. You got the mouse pad. You got like a golf polo shirt, a trucker hat, a cup, little bit of everything. So it's kind of tell us how this came to and, and you know, what, what you think about the, uh, the shop that you've got here at Fantac. Oh, it's awesome. I just want to give Cameron so much credit because before this was launching, before anything happened, he called me with an idea because him and I were pretty close. And he called me, said, hey, what do you think about this to promote the sport? And I said, go for it, dude. It's it's going to be it's going to be huge for the sport. This is what we need. We need a bright light to really shine on the sport, get people really intrigued and interactive. You know, so it'll be like a soccer jersey for horse racing that that's what it is and yeah. that's what it feels like so it's 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 just amazing he's done such an amazing job and then the amount of jockeys that jumped on board was just overwhelming because it was a plan to start out little by little because he didn't know how much jockeys would really be on board and then everybody all of a sudden just jumped on board which was and it makes it more legitimate right the yeah. more like that come together it makes it more and more legitimate and draws more people to it and just brings more attention that way yeah, and that's 
you know, it draws a lot of attention towards the sport. You know, say you wear a T-shirt with my name on it to go to Publix or to go to the store. People ask, oh, who's that? And then they're intrigued in horse racing. It's yeah, like the same thing that I'm doing with my NFT. Like we're we're not only just an NFT. We're trying to educate people about horse racing. I'm going to probably go to my my schools that I, I went to growing up and kind of teach the kids about horse racing because if you don't really have family in horse racing people don't um um or like really get into horse racing mm-hmm. like that you know they they probably end up betting or at the track at Gulfstream you know there's not really too much for the kids you know kids can go there and it's really kid friendly but there's not really like a game room or something like that to really entice the kids into being there, you know, to really want them to go. It's really just, you know, um, betting and alcohol. (laughs) You can't do any of that. So it's just trying to get them to Gulfstream or other tracks just to, just to say, Hey, you know, horse racing, this, this is, this is the greatest sport because I think horse racing is the greatest sport and it needs to be seen that way. It doesn't need to be seen as, a sport where animals are abused because it's it's not that at all we need to you know bring horse racing to the spotlight that it really deserves to be on you're a good follow in social media too on twitter and uh you get combination of uh, horse racing stuff nft stuff and then some uh some soccer and football highlights right yes thank you (laughs) yeah no and it's it's funny you say that romero because you know when when i first stumbled upon it was in the early days of Fantech and I kind of DM'd Cameron like you know just let him know hey man I think it's a great idea as Gino and I talk about all the time you know these horses are around you know from their two-year-old year if you're lucky to their four-year-old year if they're superstars but you guys are there every single year and it's time to shift some of the focus from the horses to you all because you all are the mainstay you are what keeps everything going Without you all, there are no superstar horses. So I love this idea. I, I'm, you know, I, I was out at Keeneland and I saw some some Fantac gear on people and and had conversations with them. And it seems like it's really taken off. I've spent a fortune on it already. Um, I continue. <laughs> I, I'm going to now order some of your stuff. Well, I because um, I like the shorts, you know, because now yeah. it's it's getting warm. And I've got the, my belly's coming in a little bit, but I'm going to actually have to start getting out and playing some basketball myself and some yoga. See, I used to be a pretty good soccer player, but I didn't even want to talk about it because I, I'm out of shape right now. My touch is probably just horrendous. It would, it would bounce off me across the street right now. So I no. a week or so to get back into it. But um, we, uh, we really enjoyed getting the, the chance to talk with you because, I mean, I've seen your name on there. I've read your story. I've heard you talk a little bit, but I just I never got the chance to sp- to hear you for more than thirty seconds. We uh, never get the chance to talk to jockeys or Romero. If we do, it's basically, what do you think about this horse or what happened on that horse or what yeah. happened on that ride? This yeah. was so cool to get to to talk with you and catch up with you. And uh, man, I want to hang out with you sometime. You seem like you're a lot of fun. Oh yeah, yep. Thank- anytime you guys come to Florida, just let me let me know. I mean, I grew up in this area, born and raised in Hollywood, Pembroke Pines, Florida, so. I know all the spots. Okay, show us around. <laughs> so, I love it. so, so, one more thing. Yeah, it, it, Gino, you touched on it. Like nobody ever gets to see this side. Like I've seen your name. I've seen you ride horses. I I love how you ride. I had no clue 
how awesome of a person and personality that you have. And I can't wait till others get to see that Romero. This has been a pleasure. You just have to promise me one thing. Like you're coming back on here. We've, we've got more (laughs) questions to ask. Like, yeah, (laughs) this has been great. Anytime anytime you guys want, just let me know. I'm free. Just let me know. All you have to do is say the word and I'll be on here. And you can send us a message after a bad Chelsea situation so yeah you can you've got my number now so when chelsea loses again feel free to uh let me hear about it Um, and and if you ever do get up here to keeneland to ride man i'll be out there sitting front row with your stuff on cheering for you man oh perfect thank you thank you racing riding and nfts with romero man Biho, you got something else before we finish we forgot one thing um cameron just told us right before this show Promo if you use the promo code BTV, you'll get 10% off your order. So awesome. there it is, guys. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Head on over there. I'm gonna get uh about five bucks off my shorts in just a second that I'm gonna purchase right now when we uh when we finish up here. I gotta I need those. That that'll inspire me to get back to working out with the new uh with the new <laughs> Romero shorts. So Romero, thank you so much. Good luck to you uh, in the coming days, coming weeks. We're gonna see you in that winter circle often and uh often and often, okay, buddy. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Great stuff, you too, man. Brian, this was a, a fantastic one. Again, we're very lucky each week to be able to uh, share some time and to be able to talk with some of these fantastic athletes. This was really cool catching up with Romero. And we look forward Absolutely. to another installment of Riders Up next week.